This is Music Ed Amplified. Hello, fellow educators. What is up? We're dealing with a whole snow situation here in the Northeast. Uh, Hopefully the weather is better where you are. And speaking of weather, we've had three days in a row teaching from home due to the snow, which brings me to my keeping it real moment for today. I know everybody has a different opinion about virtual teaching, and there are things about it I definitely find annoying. Hello, saying, please mute your microphone 20 times a class. But one thing I absolutely love is that I can freely sing with the kids. It's a stilted experience compared to what we're used to, but just being able to sing myself and then hearing their voices even just a little in solo response, priceless. I don't have to tell you how many times while teaching face-to-face I have inadvertently sung directions or responses and remembered that we can't sing, or when I accidentally start to sing a random song that comes to my mind, and the kids, rightly, I know, say, Dr. Strong, no singing in school. Don't get me wrong, I am a firm, potentially extra firm believer in adhering to all the CDC guidelines, and I'm happy to say we do a pretty good job in my school of following them. And not singing in enclosed spaces, even with masks on, is the right approach. But I miss singing. And this coming from a person who experiences pain when she sings. So I'm happy to say that I actually had a really good idea. This happens every four months or so, and I try to capitalize on it when it does. Wednesdays are our teach-from-home days so that the school can be cleaned in between cohorts. So I developed something I call, On Wednesdays We Sing and have made it into a real celebration. One thing that I capital R rejoice over is how excited the kids have become and how it seems that they've learned to value singing more than kids in other years. Just this morning, a student said to me, Mr. Dr. Strong, by the way, one of my favorite name variations, I've been trying to remember that cobbler song since last week because I wanted to practice my singing and I just couldn't get the words right. I was like, um, I'm just going to need a minute to recover from my happiness. <laughs> Add to that the joy that comes when little brothers and sisters and the grown-ups who are taking care of kids join in, and I am truly happy. That is part of the magic that is music, and singing in particular, which, as we all know, is so incredibly personal and intimate, and a part of who we are as humans. It helps us express what is inside, while also helping us connect together, And now that it has been diminished in so many of our lives, I think many people are coming to realize how important it is. Okay, enough gushing. Let's get to today's guest. Maria A. Ellis is a very passionate music educator and choral conductor who currently serves as the director of the Sheldon City of Music All-Star Chorus. And she's also the host of Bach and Beyonce, the radio show on Classic 107.3 FM in St. Louis, Missouri. She is an active clinician, adjudicator, and presenter and holds a BM in music ed from the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Maria has served as host for the St. Louis Symphony's Link-Up Program, the community engagement manager for the St. Louis Children's Choirs, and an ensemble director for the St. Louis Children's Choirs' new virtual course. Maria is the owner of Girl Conductor LLC, which provides diverse music education resources. I really hope you will head to our episode page after listening to find out more about Maria and particularly her fantastic Black History webinar replay, which I was able to attend and really loved. 
It won't be hard for you to hear how much I enjoyed talking with Maria, and I know you will too. So let's listen. Maria A. Ellis, welcome to Music Ed Amplified. Thank you for being on the podcast. Ah, thank you for having me. <laughs> so I'm asking people to talk about their current teaching situation, whatever they're doing. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and how has your teaching, conducting, your work been impacted uh, by the pandemic? And what blessings have you found in this pandemic? Yes, I can if talk any. about that. Um, so 2020 was like supposed to be my year, right? It was a year. Oh, it was supposed to be my year. So I had um, I had a calendar full of conducting engagements. Right. And, oh, gosh. Uh, like gosh. every month I was going somewhere different Speaking, to do. Speaking, traveling. Yeah, and conducting and I'm, I'm like telling my husband, yeah, I'm like, this week I'm here. Then I fly across the country and I'm here. Then I'm back for a week and then I'm going somewhere else. And then um, COVID hit and it was like, uh, uh, no. no. Yeah. Here's what you're doing. Put on a comfy pair of pants uh-huh. and sit down. And sit down. <laughs> um, so my job, uh, I'm the community engagement manager for the St. Louis Children's Choirs. And my job is to be out in the community and going and visiting schools. Well, schools aren't in. Right. So I can't come visit. And um, oh, man. my boss was, she was really nice. She was like, well, we're going to, we're going to find something for you to do. And I was like, oh dear. I don't know what we're going to find, honey. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I found like, like knickknack things to do. Like, right. you know, I created manuals for my job and all that kind of stuff. And then we got the message from ACDA and that singing was canceled, basically. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, I remember it. And then everybody was like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And I was like, wait, y'all, like, <laughs> like, it's not, it's not done. Like, we don't, everybody right. like went like straight to 10. I'm like, no, come on. Yep. Come back down. <laughs> so I started hosting these little sessions called Let's Get Creative. Okay. And um, basically, it was like Zoom sessions um, where we talked about ideas of how we could keep syncing, like what, what we could do and how to use Zoom um, to hold choir rehearsals and things like that. Mm. So I hosted a few of those. And then um, around May, um, I was like, I want to do a summer camp. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I remember so, you talking about it on Twitter. Uh-huh. So myself and my friend Morgan Ludic, we did a elementary, a middle school, and a high school summer camp called Her Story. And it was about composing. Wow. Now, the interesting part of this summer camp is neither of us are composers. <laughs> so who thought this was a good idea? But <laughs> it was really, it was so fun it was probably oh, one of so the, good one to of the, hear oh yeah it was probably one of the best things that i did throughout the pandemic wow. because we had girls and we were just bringing the creativity out of them yeah. so the elementary camp was just really focused on just the girls and singing and their talent so we had 
a talent show for the girls. Um, wow. We was doing like music and science. So there were experiments with music and science. Uh, we were dressing up as different characters. We did a battle of the Dorothy. So I dressed up oh, as Dorothy cool. from The Wiz. And right? Morgan dressed up as uh, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. And we sang Somewhere Over the, Somewhere Over the Rainbow and right. Home from The Wiz. Right, right. And then we switched. Oh. So I sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, that is really ingenious. And she sang Home. Um, and that was middle school. And then when we got to, I mean, that was elementary. But then when we got to middle school, um, we kept some of the same elements. But we, went, we really went into journaling and songwriting. And mm. we brought in actual composers. And they had a fashion show and, because we were celebrating their style and who they are. That's, and this is all online? All on, all on Zoom. With and girls wait, from across the country. Did you find that, like, when you got into it, were you like, this is easier than I thought? Or, this, not easier, but like, this isn't so bad? Or Because to me, as you're saying it, my brain goes into overload. Like, I can't even fathom what that looks like. <laughs> Do you know no, what but I mean? What we did, so we had, we had the best of two worlds. Morgan is super... Like dot, dot, dot. Right, like organized and yes. schedule and... Yes, and I'm not. But because she was like that, like we literally planned every mm. moment That's of fantastic. the session. Because me, I'm like, no, we get on, it'll be fine. She's right. like, no. She's no. like, we need to have like this time from here to here we do this and from here to here we do that. And, and I oh, was like... What a good pairing. Okay, yeah, so it worked out. So we literally had... Like the schedule, when when stuff started getting stale, we had like stuff to throw in. Right. And I think that helped for when I had to start teaching virtually. Um, I was already used to reading the room and knowing, okay, I'm starting to see toes creep up on the Zoom. So that means I need to change my subject and start doing yeah, something else. That's or, right. You anticipate. Yeah. Or let me get you up and get moving. And I having like multiple activities um to do so that was middle school then high school we had we kept the high school one small because we really wanted to focus on the girls per se um and the girls we had them teach us stuff so like we had one girl who was like really good at makeup and so she taught us all how to do makeup we had another girl who liked to draw so she taught us all how to draw a picture and you know so we really was focusing in on them and then they all wrote songs those who wanted to and then those songs got produced professionally. Really? So, yeah. So for Christmas, they all got um, a copy of their song, which was with a band and a singer. And they got oh sheet God. music and they got... The, how like did you put that together? You just like got your friends to... How did you just... Partner! <laughs> <laughs> so the camp was sponsored by a good friend of mine named Brian Owens. Oh. And he uh, he has a company called Life... Life Arts and then Life Creative Group. You just interviewed him. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. On your podcast. Yep. And so uh, I was like, Brian, I want to do a camp, and he was like, Okay. And he was like, <laughs> Well, you should do a, a composing camp, and I was like, But I'm not a composer. <laughs> right. And he's like, Yeah, but you should do it, and I was like, Okay. And so then he was like, And then I produced the songs, and I was like, oh, Okay. Man. And he was like but you should just do middle school. And I was like, no, I want to do all three. And he was like, no, just do middle school. And I was like, no, (laughs) 
I want to do all three. It, and the only reason why, I mean, Brian and I are good friends, so we right. go back and forth all the time. But I wanted to do it because I said, right now, everybody is affected. By yeah, everybody's people. suffering. And while we may not think of our little people as being... Thank you. They, I'm glad you're thinking are. of our elementary girls. Yeah, and they were so cute. And like I got like messages from, not only from the girls, but from like their moms. Like, yeah, I bet this is the first time I've seen her smile mm-hmm. in weeks. Yeah, because we months probably. Right, right. And we built a family. So one thing that we did that I thought was super cool, like on our talent show days, like you would perform and then the girls would fill the chat with comments. Oh, man. And then we sent those comments to the girls. So oh, I that's said, smart. You're feeling bad. Like, look, look at, at all these amazing things that these people who don't know you from around mm. the country had to say about you. What a great idea for them. It was, for you. I mean, me and Morgan were like the, like the dream duo because yeah. uh, we both like really was feeding off each other. And it was one, like I said, it was one of the best things that I've done all summer. Now, no, I lo- I, so teaching, you know how people wear them shirts like, teaching is my superpower. Yes. Right, okay. right. But I really feel like that. Yep. Because when I teach, like I get so much energy mm-hmm. from I'm the teaching. Same way. Yep. It like, I, I, rem- I can remember like days walking into a rehearsal and like feeling like crap. And like they're standing in front of my choir and like teaching, and then like yeah. immediately, all of that is gone. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But but I had to learn it. So teaching mm. is my second career. Oh. My first career, I worked at 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 and T. What? Yeah, I was yeah I was the outbound sales girl calling to get you to get DSL really color. Oh yeah, and I was I- good at it. Yeah, well, you're you're a people person. I was good at it, but but that was sales. So yeah. I switched jobs to just customer service, and that was it. Had, it was draining, mm-hmm. and not because customers and all that kind of stuff. It was draining because the activity of coming in and every day just doing the same thing over oh, and repetitive. over, repetitive with no. It doesn't change. Like, I'm just going to listen to people complain for eight hours. And I'm going to go to the bathroom at nine o'clock. And then I'm going to go eat at 11 o'clock. And then I'm going to go back to the bathroom at one o'clock. Like, it's just like. And there's no variation. "Ah." Right. For me, I wasn't finding joy in it. And I didn't have the the excitement of getting a sale. So getting a sale excited me. And I didn't have that when I switched to customer service. So it was just like, ugh. But what happened is my church revamped the children's choir and they gave me, they asked me to do it. And I had kids from ages two to 12 and I loved every second of it. Like I would, I would, I had my Wednesday nights and um, two year olds was my daughter who was two. And then uh, the musician, the piano player, I'm sorry, the piano player started she was two. And so we had these babies and I had bigger kids, right? right? And 
every week I was like, what can I teach them now? And I'm so excited. And let me listen to these songs. Oh, they can do this song. Oh, we can go to this and we can go to that, blah, blah. And so I would literally be at work. I think I can say it's not because I'm working no more. But I would be at work, <laughs> like finding things for them, listening right. to music for them. You know what you I mean? You were excited. I was excited until I realized that I couldn't teach them because I didn't know a whole lot. So I had to go back to school. <laughs> yes, and I heard you talking about that on the new radio show. Yeah, I mean, that's hitting I that music school. school at thirty. Yeah, that I did not know. <laughs> yeah, this was a few years ago. This wow. was twenty thirteen. Look at you. Good so for being, you. Being like grown, grown. Wow. Sitting next to somebody that's eighteen and and Ooh. not understanding. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to be and sit here and be old and dumb. Like, we're not going to do both of them. <laughs> At that time, I said, I don't want to die saying that I made a lot of money, but I was unhappy. Yeah. And I'm missing life. Right. For some dollars. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to die like that. So going into music was like, yeah. It, and even though it was hard, and it, and it was hard. Um, it still was like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And then um, what happened is we had a, we had a, we do this thing at, at University of Missouri, St. Louis called Acapalooza, right? Okay. And Acapalooza, we have 600 girls come on one day and we have 600 boys come on the next day. It's so fun. Wow. It's so fun. And um, they come and they learn two songs one of them is like really barbershoppy my, my teacher is like huge jim henry is like huge in the barbershop world so we do okay. like these barbershop conferences and so he gave he was like okay maria you have the alto two section and i was like <laughs> let's go <laughs> and that was the first day that that they really saw me like in my element like right. not only teaching but like conducting and when people. I got, yeah, with young people and keeping mm-hmm. them engaged. And, and when I got done, he was like, what just happened? That's awesome. Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't notice about you. And like, and, and make it so bad. I had the space that all the teachers just hang out in. That was the space that I taught in. And teacher after teacher after teacher was like, uh, who is that? And, and how far into your schooling was this? Into this the- was my junior no this is my senior year okay this may have been my senior year wow and um i mean that's that's my element teaching conducting that's that's what i do but what's funny is everybody was like now where where's she going next year to work and i was like nowhere because i don't (laughs) want to teach in a classroom right i don't want to teach in a classroom oh you didn't want to and your degree was music ed Uh uh-huh okay but no desire to teach in a classroom. So what did you want to do? Conduct? I wanted to travel and do, cl- do clinics and, oh, and wow. clinicians and create curriculum. Wow, good for you. That's really specific. Yeah. Right? Because, because and it was because I just kept thinking about people like me. So right. my background is church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in music my whole life. My, my, my parents sing. My background is church. But for somebody who has this church background to get put into a world where we only talk classical music right. or that it only has to be taught like this, I can't get with that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I struggled. I struggled 
because I was it was like learning a, a foreign language. It's like going to France and not knowing how to speak French. Yeah. And you like got to survive. You're like, oh, shoot, I got to yeah. fix up. You're at a real disadvantage. Right. So I had to learn this new world until I got to theory three. And the teacher played this series of chords. And I said, wait a minute. I said, that's Fred Hammond. That's the beginning of his song. That's, that's gospel there. I know that. Right. And then after that, everything was like, wow. And you didn't it's hear over. that till the third year. The th- no, because you remember your first few years are all like, Bach and Bach and say so when we learning like parallel fits and all that kind of stuff they playing Bach and all that kind of stuff and I'm thinking to myself I don't even know what you're talking about yeah. you tell me about a parallel fit <laughs> and so to me as long as I get to the concept I shouldn't have to just go down this path to get there right. I shouldn't have way. to go straight Bach to get to learn how to do this hmm. no because they do this in other styles of music so why can't I just take the style that I that I know and use that right to bring you understanding right that's what they do on sesame street i love sesame yeah. street because sesame street shows you 50 different ways to get to this one concept right you know if you think about yeah, it gonna, all the those letter, paths yeah so the letters of the day are going to be a and m and the number is going to be five and then they're going to show you all these different ways. They're going right. to sing about the number five. They're the gonna puppets have it are going to come out. The, the... Right. And then it's going to be in, in this story. And then they're going to show another story about, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> eight, you know, you remember that? Um, It's one of my favorites. I cannot right, believe I just right, 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 right. <laughs> the ladybugs. <laughs> yeah. But, then, but the ladybugs, how many ladybugs was it? You still know how many, how many was it? Twelve. Right. <laughs> Twelve ladybugs. <laughs> At the ladybug picnic. At the ladybug doggone picnic. <laughs> and it's been how many? I mean, I ain't going oh, to say our ages, it, but it's, it's been, been long years. <laughs> but we still remember the ladybug picnic because it was in a song and they had all these different methods of yep. telling. I can sing all the songs from Sesame Street from my past, you know, because I just remember them and I remember the methods of how they taught. And I said, y'all. We should teach music like this with all these different paths. And everybody was like, no, it has to be classical. And I was like, okay, well, y'all go do that. Right. I'm going to do this. Interesting. And that's you how you did, get to me. And you did have an affinity for classical music, though. You did like classical music. Oh, I love but it. But you also were steeped in a church tradition. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I love classical music i love it but to me that's not the end all be all to music right and but you know there are a lot of people in our profession who will you know die on that hill that and they they will yeah i won't yep and i think go ahead sorry no 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 go ahead well i mean this is just something that we've been talking about on the podcast and i've been thinking about um you know, in the past, the first few episodes I've said, you know, you know, I was an all just a pop bathed person mm-hmm. just and then I went and started studying classical music, which I learned to love um, also. But I remember just feeling like I had to give up one for the other yeah. that, that I was and I'm not saying that anyone said that to me, but it was all the time implied like well, serious yeah. musicians 
do this. And so mm-hmm. it was like in my car, I'm listening to um, Prince. In my car, I'm, li- you know what I mean? Um, but, and then I remember feeling very fragmented. Like mm. it was really difficult for me. And then I just came to this place where like, I have to give this up. But I never really did. Mm. I never really, really, really did. So I think that this is a thing that people are finally starting to confront. Yeah. You know, maybe like for you, you came to you came to it. It was a big revelation probably in that theory three class. Yeah, the revelation was I don't have to give out give up what I'm doing. I just have to I just have to um, to think of it differently. And Mm -hmm. I said, I wish somebody would have told me that day one. Right. That's why I asked you when you learned it. Like, yeah. did you learn it in your first year of college? When, but why not? Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that? I'm, I'm working on doing that now. And that's okay. why, that's why, the, that's why when I was, when I do videos and stuff and my kids get it, that's why I post it. So somebody yeah. else can use it. Like mm-hmm. I'm always posting like, look, I did this. It works. Try it with your right. kids. It may work. Yes. But, but the whole premise behind Bach and Beyonce was yes. because of, uh, and I speak about this on my first show, because of the Ave Maria. Because Beyonce mm-hmm. had an Ave Maria on her CD. And I'm like, well, girl, you classically trained? Like, wait a minute, let me go back right. and read. Let me go find your stuff and see where you got classically trained at. Right. I, don't, I don't remember if she is or not. But the fact that she, Beyonce, sang Ave Maria, it's like, okay, and we finna do this in oral skills. Like, right. What does Let's, it mean? What, what does it mean? Right. And now, now I'm interested. Mm. And then I flipped it and I did that with my, when I was student teaching, I did that with my freshman boys because they was like, Miss Ellis, we don't want to sing this music, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, y'all, I said, it's so many rappers who sample classical mm-hmm. music. Yeah. I like and when you like, talk about that on your show, when you're like, they took this and did this. You know, I remember somebody saying, Oh gosh, I feel it was when I was younger and you know it was like a sample. It was the first time I think anybody really did it of like Beethoven's fifth, the bum, mm-hmm. bum, bum, bum. and they put it in this I know my husband knows who it is and I feel dumb. I can't think of who it is. But I remember people arguing. So people saying like, you know, um, Beethoven will roll over in his grave, you know, if he, and then the other people saying maybe Beethoven would be embracing this. No, I think I think if those people like Box and Beethoven and Mozart and other people, I think if they saw what was doing being done with music now, they would be like, "Let's go!" Yeah, like, I, I think, think they be, would dig it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I don't know how any creative. Well, I mean, I guess there would be a point at which somebody would be like, "Don't do that that with my music if it's bad," mm-hmm. but if it's good. If it makes you move, if it brings you joy, right. if it if it touches that inner part of you that music is supposed to touch, mm-hmm. how is how how would a, a musician not respond to that? But this is like yeah. the people who used to break the rules back then. Like remember, yeah. like first parallel fits wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Then you get to a little further on in theory, and it's like, oh well, actually, you can do this now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so to me. That's just like now people breaking down the rules now. It's the same as what they did back then. And I'm not saying like I don't love classical music and that it it don't have a place. I love it. Right. 
give me an aria any day and I'm ready. Let's go. You know, but I do think that we can be more effective if we valued all music at these, uh, at these, at the same level or the same, yeah, the same level that we hold classical music to. Um, My radio show for next week, which will be then aired by the time that you do this. So episode three of Black and Beyonce talks about this, this subject right here. All right. So, okay. So let's do this then. Let's talk about the radio show. um, And I'll ask you my questions. You, and let's just riff on it because I just think that there's so much to be said. And it's interesting because uh, when I thought of what I was going to ask you, it was after having listened to the first show, mm. and then the second show came out. The second episode, no, what do you, you don't call them episodes, shows. Yeah, right. Episode. Right? You call it so, episode. so first of all, so for everybody who's listening, if you don't know yet, um, Maria has a great uh, new endeavor on her plate, which was already very full. But it this is so cool. <laughs> um, you have the brand new radio show. Um, Bach and Beyonce, which, by the way, it's like one of those things, you know, something is really great when you hear like the title is, is what I mean. You hear the title and you're like, why didn't that already exist? Like that is a brilliant <laughs> title. But anyway, so first of all, a huge congratulations to you. The first female black um, host, right? Yes. And in the debut, uh, which I listened to, and I mean, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about so much of the music that you, from the first one to the last one, right? You talked about your love for classical music as you know, you've spoken about here. And I loved how you you just said it. Like you weren't asking a question necessarily. You're like maybe you love it, maybe you hate it, maybe you don't care either way, right? And you had this great pray, a playlist, excuse me. You you played a piece of music and you spoke about it in a way and what I thought was great was it was a provocative way. You know, Mm -hmm. it was just like to make people think, which I really love. You know, it wasn't saying like, now, wasn't that a great piece of music? Now go teach that in your classroom. (laughs) Right. It's like, what do you think? You know, I'll tell you what I think. You know, this, this. Um, Is is that what is the vision you have for the show? And then talk about anything you want to from the first episodes or what's coming up. Um, So. <laughs> you have such the a big smile on your show. face. <laughs> well, because the vision of the show is 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 so much. Because I I genuinely like geek off of music, and like I can find like um, the Christmas show that I did. It was like a debut, and I didn't really, really promote it, but not. But I did this Christmas show, Black and Beyonce, like for the holidays, okay. and I talk about the Grinch. And my favorite part about the Grinch song is the clarinet, the echo mm-hmm. of the clarinet. And I don't know if people like notice it, notice it, right? But like, I, I wish I people could see you right now. That. You're like, the nails are flying, the smile is huge, you're moving, you're like so because excited. I'm, I'm such a geek about like little, little details of the song, and I'm like, oh, that That's the clarinet in, in in Mr. Grinch, like. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to the clarinet. It's the echo. But like that part. But then it was like, wait a minute. We are really mean to this man <laughs> and expect him to come down to Whoville. Like, right, look right. how we just talked about him. <laughs> Who does that? You know? 
So to me, just just music in general, I always find these little passages that yeah. get me excited about the music. And then that makes me like go and find like the whole, let me go. I was always the kid or the person who like read the inside of the tape to see like who wrote it and all that kind right. of you stuff. You wanted or, to see all the information. Do you watch know, the credits I, in a film? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I I just watch them to see the names. I think the names are funny of stuff. But like you watch them because you're really interested. When it gets to the music. Yeah. I always want to watch the music and see did you use an original? Was it the, was this right. somebody else's version? Did you write this? Did somebody else write this with you? Yeah, who um, performed it? Right, who performed it? Like that's why I love Hamilton. Ugh. I love Hamilton. But there's a book that Lin-Manuel wrote that has like the, like the story, like the backstory of how he came right. up with everything. And to me, that's what Bach and Beyonce, that's what I want to do with the show is I want everybody to just see it, to see music differently mm-hmm. and feel it differently. Like classical music, to some people, it may be boring, but it's not. Mm-hmm. If you knew the story, the right. story behind why this person wrote this yeah like i talk about um my uh, episode three i talk about um god help me say it right while i'm on this thing feel elise yeah all right good i said right okay so i talk about (laughs) that that i'm an expert but that sounds and and he wrote this about some girl and she ain't even cared nothing about him Mm -hmm. like you but everybody plays this song oh it's a beautiful song beethoven you know remember on charlie beethoven was so great (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's this beautiful song you're like oh it's a love song and all that they're so great but she didn't even like him she was like dude i don't want no parts of this but i think knowing that the story behind the music yes Mm -hmm. it changes it dude you was getting played (laughs) that's that's the ultimate you really laid your it's like being proposed being proposed to in a person like no, and no. just walk away. <laughs> right. But you got your mom and them all in the back and with the signs People and stuff. People are fil- filming it. <laughs> you Facebook live and she's right. like, oh, no, I don't want none of this. You know? Get a flash mob. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but I think knowing the stories that's behind it and then no, connecting you are exactly those stories. Right. Mm-hmm. But connecting it to like real life regular people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I try to do on the show. Um, episode two, I was scared for episode two. Um, yeah, because you were vulnerable i think like what was what was the scariest part of that and you should go listen to it if you haven't yeah go go listen listen to it it. the scariest part of it is my city is um how do i put it we're segregated in st louis Mm -hmm. um it's sad and i thought foolishly i thought all cities was like that Mm -hmm. like they're like everybody just kind of live in their own little pockets until i got to college and I wrote a paper and it was like with people from all over. And it was like, girl, no, nah, ain't nobody see like that. And I was like, really? I was like, only us? Right. But like literally, um, we all we are we all do our own thing. So we have our hip hop station. Boom. We have our gospel station like everybody else, but like the hip hop station, people over a certain age and who have a certain skin color don't really listen to this station. Right. We have the classical station that people of a certain age and a certain skin color don't really listen to. So to put a black female on the white classical radio station, that's, that's, that's scary. And, and, and 
I mean, you saw what they did to the Capitol. People crazy that day. Right. So you don't know if somebody's going to show up with some tiki torches or whatnot. I mean, I, I feel for anybody who step over over here with that. But, you know. Right. You, People will you, still do it. They will try it and they will, mm-hmm. they will meet their doom. But, you know, so <laughs> that's the scariest part. And then, then praying that people will, will hear your heart. Because my heart is not to talk about skin. That's not my heart. My heart is so we all can really heal yeah. together. And it takes all of us together. It mm. can't be just white people here and black people here and Asian people here and Hispanic right. people here. No, no. If we're really supposed to be what the name of our country says, united. united. Then we have to learn to exist together. Yeah. We have to unite, actually. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually have to unite. And in, in uniting, you have to be able to hear the good stuff and the bad stuff about you. Yeah. You know, it's just like a marriage. My I married my husband. He he married me. He gets the good and the bad of Maria. <laughs> you get it all. You get it all, you know. So Maria has no a, a nail habit. No, there's no <laughs> refunds. I'm going to the nail shop every two weeks. You may hate it. I'm going. All right. <laughs> Boom. There it is. You know, but that's what you married. Yep. And, and, and as a country, we just want to heal. So that, that's the scariest part is just praying that, that I don't offend people and that they really hear my heart because you got to remember these people don't know me. Yeah. This is only like the, the second time that they've heard my voice, um, but they don't, they don't know me. Uh, I think that they're, I think there's nobody who's, listening to you who can't hear how earnest you are and I think the thing about music like you're you're talking about the story and the thing but the thing that's really kind of like for me resonating is you know music is expression right Mm -hmm. it's human expression and I think the one thing is the thing I try to teach my kids is we might do it differently from somebody Um, you know, even across the state, Mm -hmm. but we're all doing it. Mm -hmm. So when Beethoven is writing um, and he's writing about pain or he's writing about love, um, there's an R&B artist who is writing Mm -hmm. about pain and love and suffering. And these are all things. And so instead of shutting it out, I think you have a gift, it seems like, for hearing the nuance in the story. So like even hearing in the Grinch song, you know, like listen to that clarinet line, like listen, there's some meaning to that. It's, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. I mean, I'm getting super cheesy, but I mean it. It's like, but, but it is yes. beautiful. Because and you're, you're gifted at telling that story and then making people think I never, you did it even for me when you played a piece. Was it? Black Violet, no, who? Black Violet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never heard it. Never. And as soon as I hear it. So first of all, you have the expertise to know this. Because I was thinking it must be hard to pick the music, right? You only have so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you you got to choose wisely, mm-hmm. right? So you choose the music. So right away, I'm like, boy, it's got to be hard for her to pick the right thing. You pick it. The music right away grips me. I've never heard it before. So first of all, you've just introduced me to something I've never heard. And then you're talking about it. And then it's like, oh, yeah. So you got to bring people to the table of something. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing that. 
Yeah, and 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 that's that's the point. I think I think that um, as educators, it's our job to educate not just on the things that we like, mm. but find the things that you don't really care for, but find something in it that you like. Yeah, and then teach because just because you don't like it, somebody else mm. could have a love for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So and so. That's that's what I try to do with the show. I try to pick all different. If you notice, I pick all different genres yeah. of music. Yeah. Um, and as, as episode two, you hear from Stevie Wonder to the Clark Sisters to Mozart. So you right. know, so you just you just hear all different styles that tell, but they tell the story. Yeah, of and the you're day. you're threading a needle through those pieces. It's not just some conglomeration of like mm-hmm. oh i like this song and i like this song and there's no connection and i think that if any there, if there's a person who doesn't listen to that and does not hear the brilliance of that then they're not going to hear anything they're just uh-huh. they're just their heart is shut to it right so let's focus on the people whose hearts are even a little bit open mm-hmm. <laughs> and might just stop and say wait what did she just say like that's using bach you know And then it's like, well, that's kind of a bop. Maybe they don't say Mm -hmm. it like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, like you're doing that. And that's that's what like I've been talking this season about in my class, trying to say to my students, don't laugh when you hear something different. Mm -hmm. Listen and listen like a musician. Mm. And I think when you listen like a musician, instead of laughing that somebody is speaking a different language, you will learn to appreciate that that's another human being from a different place in time and on the earth who mm-hmm. is doing what you do when you listen to music. This music, so then my students are learning. They're not perfect, but they're like, oh, Dr. Strong, that's, and I said this before, like they're listening to this music from the Middle East and they were like, that is so like strange, but awesome. There's like, what is that instrument? It's like, it's almost like whiny cat. <laughs> it's like whiny cat, but like, I feel like that person is super sad, right? Mm. That, and I'm like, you know why? Because every human on this planet gets super sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're using the instruments that are there for them, that they like. Mm-hmm. And those instruments are, real, guess what they think about a trumpet? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that guy's like, what is that sound? So anyway, you're doing this thing where you're like, I'm telling you the story I love and I'm showing you that. Cause like at first, I, bef- the first I'm like, is it a show before I heard it? It's like, is it going to be a show of like classical music is great, you know, or, no. or is it, mu- is it a thing like oh, classical music's not so great and here's what is great, but it's not that it's not, um, I was just gonna say, it's not anything. That's not what it is. It's not one thing. It's everything. But anyway, I will shut up. Tell me more about your show, what you're excited about. And also, how did it end up happening? Oh, well, yeah, let's tell this story. Yeah, um, that's got to be interesting. It's really not. Mm-hmm. No, so this well, what okay, happened. Then. Last January, when the, wor- when the world was open. <laughs> I don't remember it, but it sounds familiar. It's when the world was open. When we were holding um, hands and hugging. When we were holding hands and hugging <laughs> and going out to dinner and everybody was fine. Oh, that's crazy. I can't even, I literally right. can't imagine. <laughs> so my choir was invited to do a uh, concert 
at one of the cathedrals in St. Louis. And they interviewed us for, they interviewed the, it was like a, it was something that was leading up to Black History Month. Okay. Um, and there was like three concerts, but it was like black, black choirs-ish um, that was leading up for this big concert. And so I got interviewed on that. And I met the general manager and was just nice. I was like, hey, how you doing? And did my little interview um, and left. <laughs> and then I was starting a new children's choir um, last year as well. And I got interviewed for that and said hi and left. And that was it. I had never talked to this man other than that. Wow. And he emailed me maybe September, October. He was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, good, how are you? And he was like, you ever thought about doing radio? And I was like, I would love to do radio. <laughs> and he was like, okay, let's talk about it. I was like, okay. And he was like, well, what are your ideas? I was like, look, Bucky Beyonce. And he was like, I like that. <laughs> let me go talk to my boss. <laughs> yeah, he was like, let me make sure it's legal that we can use her name. <laughs> right. Um, he, but he's the general manager, so. He was like, um, he's the boss. Yeah, he's the boss. And he was like, yeah, like what you got? And I was like, I said, I just, I said, I do this. I said, I teach this. Um, like, I taught it as a PD session. PD, I was just gonna say. And um, I said, I just talk about classical music and how it's intertwined and in all these other genres and stuff like that. And he was like, okay, fine. He's like, you know, it's your show. You do what you want to do with it. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's go. And I mean, that's that's the story. Like that's wow. what I said. So that's pretty straightforward. I love it because I feel like people get to know me more sure. and, and now I can geek out right. in front of a whole lot of people and hopefully they geek out with me. So I wish they could see your big smile. Like I just, <laughs> like, it's so infectious. It's like, I mean, if you had to give, and if you can't answer this, of course, it's totally fine. If you had to give, you know, the elevator pitch, what do you, what would you say to somebody who's like, you know, I, I I don't have time to watch, you know, listen to something, but, you know, why should I? What would, what would you say? What's the kind of, I mean, unique thing? Um, I think you should listen to it because you really don't know what I'm going to say on the show. Right. And, and it's entertaining. Anything yeah. could happen. No, and it's entertaining. True. And it's great music. That, <laughs> it's great music and it's educational. Mm -hmm. So if you... If you don't know whether or not you should watch it, I'm going to say, go on my Facebook page or my Instagram page and just watch me teach. Because who you see teaching and bopping and dancing around, that's who you get on the radio. Mm. You just can't see me like geeking out on the radio, right. but I think you can hear it. <laughs> no, for sure you can hear it. That's what I was saying in the beginning. You know, you just have this like this voice and it's not just the voice, it's the personality, you know, married to it. That's really, it really draws you in, in the best kind of way. But also because I really, I love what we do as mm -hmm. teachers and musicians. I love it. I, I mean, like, I think we have the best jobs in the world. We, what we create infects, affects everything. Yep. And we see infects everyone. And yeah. Yep. Hopefully it infects in the best way. 
Yeah, in the best way. Yeah, right. in the best way. <laughs> but but every everything, I mean, you think about it. The iPhone came from what? The iPod? No. The iPod, <laughs> right. Oh, is that iPod. right? Yes. And the iPod did what? Played music. Played music. The mm-hmm. iPod played music. Music is the reason why we have smartphones today. Now, hmm. you, you could talk about all this other stuff. The iPod played music. Yep. Oh, I loved the iPod when it came out. And then it evolved from that. Right. And then became an iPhone. Right. It's like, well, I have all my music. Now let's put everything else here with mm-hmm. it, too. So music, cha- music changes. That's interesting. I never thought about it like that. And that's what we teach. Mm-hmm. Boom. But you know what I want? What? Uh Uh-oh. I want a Maria A. Ellis Academy. Like, that's going to happen. But in that academy, I I probably will never teach, like, be like a classroom teacher. But I I want a school. And I want a school where I want to empower teachers to use the creativeness that's in their heads Mm. to teach and not just... I know like we have to, we have standardized tests and all that kind of stuff, but I don't want them to be limited to just teaching in this format. Yeah. You like know? just teach so the kids can just get it and whatever. And if that means you have to dance it, then right? do that. If you have to sing it, then do That's that. That's a little Howard Gardner-ish with yeah. the, different, the different learning styles. Yeah. So whatever it takes to get them to understand and to understand life, I think those are the best kind of schools. Well, you know what I'm thinking? If you would have said that to me a year ago, I would have been like, good luck with that, right? We're in a yeah. very set, you know, you're going to public school or you're going to private school, right? And it's this or that. This, But look what's happened. Look at us now. Look, what is the future of education? I got to tell you, I, I don't really know. And it may not be brick and mortar. Nope. It may not be that. Nope. And so since we mm-hmm. see this, jump on it now. So like this kind of, you know, academy or just, I don't think there's anyone who doesn't have like a huge new appreciation for education and thinking outside of the box now. So I'm just saying it might be time to move that vision forward. I mean, yeah. I mean, why, why not? What else are we going to do? Are we going to sit around and wait for somebody else? No, well, I would, but Maria A. Ellis would No, but we, but we don't have time. <laughs> if 2020 no, taught us that this time that we think we have, we don't. Because 2020, people was dropping like flies. She's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. You're just here. And mm. not only was it like the pandemic, um, but think about like, Kobe Bryant, yep. who was like just going, uh, like, we just going to basketball uh, practice, and what that you, was now. On? I mean, a year ago, was it? A year right, ago? it was a year ago. Uh, it was a year ago. So a I year was in ago, Colorado, yeah. This man did something that he did every day, and was gone. And then he was gone. And then this whole pandemic happened, and thousands and thousands and thousands of people are gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I lost my bishop and first lady within a month of each other. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. 
I mean, like, so like this time that we think we have, we don't have it. So what I'm going to do <laughs> Let's is I'm going to maximize. <laughs> you are good at that. Yeah, and I'm going to promote it. You see, I'm going to help you get that out there. I appreciate in that. In my yeah. little small way. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But but just really, but I I want, and I don't, I'm not saying it's just for me. I want all of us to like, mm. why would we, would we die and then our fullest potential go in the grave with mm. us? You are probably speaking to a lot of people right now. You are right. And, and, and we're waiting for somebody else to give us an approval. I think that time is over. I mean, if you think about it now, people have YouTube channels and TikTok channels where they're showing mm -hmm. what they do. Yeah. And they it's not, amazing. And, and this next generation of kids, they're going to be like, y'all crazy. We're not sitting waiting on y'all to do that. I'm going to go do it myself. And what I don't know, I'm going to learn. Right. And I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to make money off of it. They're smart. Okay. And so we're going to be unsmart? Nah. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let those kids beat me. <laughs> no, I mean look at look at little Ryan's world. Oh my word! This little boy was playing with toys, and he's a millionaire, and he got clothes. He got a line at Target, and he had a he had a balloon at the New York parade, the Thanksgiving parade. He had a that Ryan's world yep. balloon for playing with toys. I'm not knocking his parents nor his hustle. I see you, Ryan. I got you. <laughs> I got you. But I mean, but just, but just that, that knowing that something as simple as playing with toys. Yeah. Send you those, into the stratosphere. Send you into the stratosphere. And those of us who are sitting on our creative talents, shame on us for doing it. Yeah, Missy, I didn't got old too. That's I think that's the other part of it. Like some well, stuff, that does change some stuff. Yeah, once you get old, you be oh, I'm I'm not old, old. I'm not. <laughs> make sure I said I'm not. Old. I'm not forty yet. I'm not forty. <laughs> Close, but not forty yet. But um, I think once you get to a certain age, you're just like, oh, okay, some well, wisdom. You do you, and I'm mm -hmm. gonna go do me, and that's okay. It's all good. Yeah. I don't have to hate you because I don't want to do what you do. Right. But I think you, you have a lot to teach. You know, you have a lot inside that's pushing to get out. And the, the thing is, there aren't a lot of people are not like that. And I think they could be, you know, and they need mm -hmm. to hear um, voices like yours to encourage them, you know, be truthful, be honest, be in, industrious, be entrepreneurial, be, you know, tell the truth face the truth we just have a lot of you know i this is one thing i've always been stunned at in america like we're always so proud of how bold we are and <laughs> you know independent but we also i think hate we won't look inside we don't want to confront we'd rather avoid and so i'm glad to hear voices who are sharing honestly but also saying, you know, let's be honest. Let's have these honest conversations. I talk about that on on episode two. Mm -hmm. I said first, I said this this is not who we are, and I said, but actually, this is right. This yeah, is. that whole thing, like during the Capitol, thing, like this is not us. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but we've always been like that. If you yes. go back through history, we've mm -hmm. always been like this. Yep. Look about us when we were trying to get away from Britain. What did yep. we do? Mm -hmm. 
You start turning that stuff up. Right. Your tea? Your we tea? Throw all your yeah. tea away. And listen, I'm a tea lover, so I'm not about that. It's like, now we're throwing all the tea away. Boom, bam, all your money, go. That's who we are. That's how we, that's how we got to be this great country. Mm-hmm. That's how we got there. Yeah. But on but 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 that but in becoming great, we didn't create some little great little monsters in there. Right, too. I was just gonna say, becoming great, we also stepped on the necks of many people. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I mean. It's like we want to be like tough and independent, whatever, but we don't want to be vulnerable and honest. Mm-hmm. And you know, I heard this um, as we record this. We just had the impeachment vote, uh-huh. and I heard one of the 10 Republicans who voted for impeachment talk. And he was saying, you know, I'm not some great, you know, wonderful man who does all this, but I want to be honest and I want, I need to be able to answer my children Mm -hmm. when they say, why didn't you stand up? Why Mm -hmm. didn't you tell the truth? You Mm -hmm. were scared to death. Your life was in danger. It's not right. Right. This is what he was saying. And he said, and there are people yelling about unity. Right. We have to be unified with this country. But he's like, you can't have unity without acceptance of the truth Mm -hmm. of who you are and what you've done. And he's like, unity without that is a lie. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I'm like suddenly preaching, but I'm just saying I'm glad that you're but, out there. But you know what? It's because these kids, these kids that's growing up now are so different because now, like with social media, I'm so glad social media didn't exist when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> one of the beauties of social media is that you can be connected to so many yep. different kinds of kids from all different walks of life, you know? So stuff that we saw back then, I remember like when I was in high school, I think, let's just take homosexuality. I think there was like two, two gay people in high school, right? That was, that was it. It was two. Mm -hmm. We know them. You two. All right. That's (laughs) what y'all do. Good. All right. But now it's like, why are we even, why is that even a thing? Like my kids be like, why, why is it, why are you even talking about that? Why is that even a thing? But not even, not even with just, which is that, but just with everything. Yeah, everything is like exposed, and they, and they, like I told you earlier, the kids wrote a petition. <laughs> the fifth graders wrote a, made a petition. Your daughter. <laughs> to get my daughter into the class, and my like daughter, we never would have thought to do that. And she had the audacity <laughs> to write a letter to the principal. I never would have done that. I'd have been like, well, this is where they placed me. And, you know, that's what it it. is. I mean, you wouldn't even thought like it was an option. An option? No. I mean, you just complain about it. Like, I wish I was in that class, but I'm in this Uh, class. But you wouldn't be like, I wonder if I can protest so that they'll change something. And knowing these kids, they probably would have said, well, we're not coming to class. Everybody stay home. And and, And they would have stayed home. You know they would have. <laughs> but I mean, but think about that. But that's what they do. Remember the um, what was it? Was it the Trump rally that they that they went like somebody sent something out on TikTok and was like, go here and like get all the tickets. <laughs> so they went. They went and reserved all the tickets. Who would have thought people, of that? 
these people think they got a big rally and then five people show up and I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to all the tickets? And the kids like, we did it. Yep. They was going to do the same thing with Google Classroom. They was like, go on Google Classroom and give it one star. And if some, I think there's some type of rule, like if it's an app has right, right. a certain amount of like stars or something, right, they right. shut the app down. Yeah, kids, I, like, I encourage you to do that. Please keep doing that. They was like, go on Google Classroom, get it shut down. And yes, like kids, that was please. a and they, they were all united. Stop that, Miss. They were all uniting <laughs> to get this done. So, like this, like, like I said, it's a different mm-hmm. strand of kids. Right. So now, basically, what it is is we got to get all the middle-aged people on board. Yeah. <laughs> like the young kids are okay. The old they people, good. we're not going to change them. Yes, yeah, us in the middle. It's <laughs> middle people that's like, no, we okay. still want to fight. <laughs> yeah, middle-aged people, rise up. I mean, you're all old, not and like stop us. Fighting. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Rise like her, up, not, you not, not like yeah. her. Excuse not me, me. I'm not old. Yeah, I'm, I'm not old. Yes. I am old. <laughs> Again, the other night, I said, I'm 53. And Laurel, I said, Mom, you're 52. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You are, you are I am old. old. Say it. Oh, my God, 53? Oh, my. No, excuse me, 52. 52. Lorelai says. Oh I thought I was 53. She told me. So. That means you was out of high school. Um, and I wasn't even in high school yet. Exactly. 1986, oh, wow. I graduated from high school. Girl, I was four mm. years old. <laughs> Word up, cameo. Here we go. I told the people in the TBT crew, I went to get the vinyl record of the Sugar Hill Gang, the first rap song ever, and I ah. memorized Every single one. You are going to love episode three, baby, because I'll play that. <gasps> Do you? Uh-huh. And by the way, how can people listen to this? We're going to put a link, but... There's a few ways. You can listen to it live on Thursdays at 8 Central and Sundays at 2 Central on Classic1073.org. So after the episode airs, then we put the SoundCloud up. So on the station, you can find the SoundCloud link to every episode. Okay. Um, so you can definitely find it there. If you follow me on social media, I trust me, I post. Yes. About the That's show. That's where I find it. <laughs> That's the, so tell them your social media. So it's, my handle is girl conductor on all platforms. So that is um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, follow my YouTube channel. Cause that's where I host my live podcast. And I do it live because I just like to talk. So I do it every Wednesday at four. And I, that podcast is really like for like your drive home. If you like just oh, get down nice. to school. It's like the drive home where you just listen to me. Talk and every about. Wednesday? Yep. Every Wednesday okay. at four. It oh, just started. Word. You must be so tired. No, I'm not. Oh, man. That's what people say to me. You see? Oh, I mean, you don't, I, do, you, you, I don't have a, I don't have I a job like that. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. But still, you must be tired. But you don't look tired. Uh, I, I am, but I when I'm not busy, then I get weird. You get antsy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't matter in life anymore. <laughs> and then my husband be like, okay, go go do something. Go, to, go write a book. Go write, yeah, go do something because you finna get on my nerves. So go go start an academy, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so so that's the thing. And um, let's see, you two the thing. If you're on Clubhouse, Clubhouse, uh, you can find me there at Maria A. Ellis or at Girl Conductor. I, I, um, still, I still don't really know what Clubhouse is. Franklin just told me the other day, but I still oh, don't get it. I don't know. It. I'm afraid to touch it because it's like no, another thing. You will love it. 
Really? But what is it? He said something like audio. It's audio. It's just audio. But what does that mean? Like you're just talking to people? Like me and you talking without a video. Interesting. So we could just talk and I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't, we didn't have to look at each other. So you ain't got to dress up or nothing. Right. You get in there and there's people talking about all kind of stuff. So Franklin and I had a conversation on Clubhouse about soul and was it disrespectful to music teachers? Right. The, the movie. The movie. Yeah. And then people just popped in and you can either listen or if you want to talk then you so is it like the, the two of you are having a conversation and we're supposed to like listen to it or you can listen so like so think of it like a um think of it like a panel discussion at a convention conference right? or something okay yeah so just a panel discussion and if you're friends with me then you get to sit in the front sweet and if you're not friends with me then you get to sit like in the the, the general seating area all right and then if we're not connected to anybody and you just come in to listen, then you sit in the general section. Okay. And then if you wanted to talk, you raise your hand and I can bring you up to the stage and then you can talk and join so the So basically it's a Google Meet. Yeah, but you can only talk if I bring you on stage. Right. That's what I mean. It's like the kids. Yeah. Put their little hand raise emoji up. Yeah. And I don't know Google Meet. So. Interesting. Well, <laughs> and remember kids. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> I'm that just going to say, on Tuesday. That's Dr. Strong. I just want you to know on, who that is. On Tuesday, <laughs> if you wanted to shut down Google Meets, tell them Maria sent you. <laughs> They're going to be like, um, Miss Eden did that. She didn't my teacher. So we know she didn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like. All right. So I, think it's super, I think it's cool. But you learn, you can learn, as they say on Clubhouse, they drop so many gems because they drop mm. gems. That's like Clubhouse. Like that. They drop but is it so like you pay gems. for it or is it just another no. thing? No, it's just a social media well, they, app. But you know, there's a lot of these things now where you're paying like to have a membership or a thing. No. Now, are, do you have an iPhone? I do. Okay, so it's on, right now it's only available for people with iPhones and mm-hmm. it's in beta mode. Now, by the oh. time that this, that, this, that this goes out, it may change by the end. But, okay. Um, well, but it's I'll in love, beta mode. I'm afraid to add another thing to my... My slate of social things. Hey, I just say, just check it out. I mean, I'll I mean, look. If you I'll don't look. like it, get out of it. But I mean, I think it's just super <laughs> All cool. Right, I'll, well, I did. It was like suddenly everybody was talking about it. And that's what happened. It was like yeah. one day everybody was like, you on Clubhouse? Clubhouse. Right. And I was like, wait, wait, how do I get on? How, All wait, I could think of was uh, Mickey's Clubhouse. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, I really did. I oh, still kind of think that. Mm-hmm. The Mickey Mouse Club. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm old enough to... Kind of well, I was a little bit past the real Mickey Mouse Club, but not much past, like the I, real black and white Mickey Mouse Club. I don't know if I remember. No, you were not. I wasn't born. Not even around. But I do remember it. We used to come on in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Who's the leader of the club? Right, M I C K Y M. Mickey yeah. Mouse, Donald Duck. Yeah. So how are you going to know, gonna know how to spell Mickey Mouse if you didn't watch the Mickey Mouse? Club? And you know that's a warm up. Mm-hmm. That is a warm up. It is. What yeah. do you mean? Like how? You've never, heard, you? you've never heard my choir do the uh, Mickey Mouse tag? Uh, apparently not. Yeah, that's in the barbershop world. M I C K Y M O U S E. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna you four parts. There you go. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is late at night on a Friday night. The <laughs> uh, bottom notes, I don't have them notes. I should have put it in a different key, but you know, <laughs> don't judge me. But you're the an alpha. I just gave you four so parts. No, actually, I'm not. You're not? No. You have the soul of an alto. 
Really? Soprano. soprano. I'm gonna talk about that. In, no, soprano. Too. Okay, good. But I'm gonna talk about that <laughs> in my session. Friends. Really? Yeah. Why a lot of black people sing in the wrong part, per se, as as hmm. as people are categorized in the wrong part. Interesting. Oh, I can't wait. Yes, that is a webinar that's coming up, but it will be. It'll be over. It'll be over. But. But still, check out girlconductor.com mm-hmm. because you can still catch the replay because that's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. But I'm going to talk about that. Why, why, we, why we as black people sing multiple parts. Hmm. And why, and why we, we as yeah. white people can't even sing the melody. I'm just saying. I didn't, I didn't say that. Uh, you didn't say that. Somebody you gonna get me, there, gonna get me in trouble about the over, stuff that you saying. There's here. somebody over there that said it. <laughs> Doctor Strong said that not. This is not the interpretation of Maria A. Ellis, nor endorsed by girl. Put, yes, we put a qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> the story of my life. I'm always getting in trouble. But you know what? It's my podcast, so I guess I can't get fired from my own podcast, can I? That's right. All right. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful night. Okay, an important note. The first hour of my interview with Maria was very respectable. We were professional, well, at least she was, and breezy. But as this Friday night went on and the bulk of the interview was over, Maria and I talked and laughed for over two more hours. I'm holding on to that material and will make a bonus episode of it sometime near the end of this season. But I wanted to tell you why the goodbye might have sounded a little funny. After hour three, we realized we had never said an official goodbye, so we tried to record one and went for well over five minutes. And honestly, we couldn't do it without cracking up. Thus, what you heard here. Context is everything. If you want to learn more about Maria and the things she talked about, please check out the episode page at bit.ly slash musicedamplified, where you can see Maria's full bio, links to her social media, which I really encourage you to follow, as well as links to her website and radio show. Again, I hope you check out her most recent Black History Month PD replay, which is still available. If you have questions or comments, please send them to me at musicedwithmizzy at gmail.com or reach out to me on my Music Ed with Mizzy Facebook page, on Instagram at musicedwithmizzy, or on Twitter at docstrong26. I mean this. I love to hear from you. Our podcast music was composed and performed by Jeremy and Owen Strong. Jeremy also serves as the audio engineer and editor for the podcast. Before you stop listening, I want you to know how grateful I would be if you would share this podcast with your friends and colleagues, and I'd be just as grateful if you'd be willing to subscribe and rate it wherever you listen. Thank you for spending time with me. I know you're busy. And I know that life is demanding so much from you. I hope that it was worthwhile and that you are motivated to reflect on your philosophy and practice. And I hope that you had a great time. I'll see you next time. But until then, keep doing all you can to create a more musical, thoughtful, and just world for your students, their families, and your community. 